Yeah, so I, th- I thought this was kind of interesting because I I do see a lot of conspiracy theories on mainly on social media because that's the only place where these people have have a voice. I love it. It's always interesting to me how people can think a certain way that's very very much out of the box. Um and sometimes I just wonder how they can how how why are they so far down this path the conspiracy theorists that yeah that everything has to be a conspiracy or everything has to be have some sort of um <clears throat> evil or you know manipulated type of uh basis it's very enticing though to think that it's very black and white to think that as opposed to checking things out uh, in a gray in a gray area yeah like i say a lot i mean you, I mean, typically people want to attach labels to things. Mm. Typically also, they want to be right. So there's always a need for an us, us versus them. Yeah. And who's legit running the country right now? The government. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to point the fingers like, hey, the government's, the government's doing something weird, right? It's out of your control. People don't try to look for the actual source of the news. Like there's no fact checkers, like as we were mentioning before. I mean, and they're obviously going to question the fact checkers yeah, as man. well. I'm no better. I was uh, I was in it for quite a while. <laughs> Deep into it? Deep into it. Hollow earth. Hollow <sighs> earth. No good. Don't go there. It's a rabbit hole. So then here it does say that a percentage of US adults who have heard a lot about the conspiracy theory that the that powerful people intentionally planned this coronavirus pandemic, the highest percentage is social media um, users, consumers, consumers. Do you, what, what, okay. Do you, what do you rope as social media? Do you reckon YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or that's, or that jazz? I, I, I would probably just keep, uh, when I think social media, I think straight away Facebook and, and Twitter, Yeah. but obviously you can throw in, you can throw in Instagram, you can probably yeah. throw in YouTube. Um, anything that is, um, I guess not, not funded by some sort of government or I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to tell, you know, the kind of, the line's a bit blurred now because a lot of um, news are on social media as well. They, they have their own social the, media that's accounts. That's Like how do you, how do you tell what's true these days? I mean, you just have the Pentagon coming out and saying, Hey guys, we just found some alien crafts. Yeah. So, so that makes me think, oh man, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And oh my um, God. yeah. So uh, this is just a sort of an interesting article and it, Wait, it do does. You- it does kind of, um, it, it, it aligns with what I thought um, the study would, like the results. So you, you actually had an inkling of this yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. kind of Because when you, think of, when you think about like the biggest, you know, um, conspiracy theorist and, and um, the source of those theories, most of the most time when you've heard about them, they are from social media, right? Yeah. So, uh, sorry, um, what's this last one here that you got? Americans who th- who get the most uh, most news on social media are less likely to be following the most national level news mm. topics about the coronavirus. So, if we look at each piece of news, uh, sorry, each um, yeah, each piece of news, the economic impacts of the outbreak, mm. only thirty one percent of social media um, users are following this particular right. news. So when we talk about um, talking about uh, the uh, ability of hospital across the country to treat patients, 
21% of social media, um, media users actually are across this topic. Right. It just shows that most of these, most social media users aren't really across these sort of national level headlines. Mm. It's so, the thing is, it's so black and white. It's like labeling people like, are you a social media user? Shit. Well, yeah. I think this is more just saying that uh, if you are primarily using, getting your news from social media, then that's, you're probably in that bucket. Yeah. So what I would say is uh, certainly don't solely use social media as your source of news. Do um, you, where do you get your news source? Funny enough, um, for sort of news that I don't really care about or, or things that, no, not so much I don't care about, but the authenticity of it is, and the variance of the authenticity is not a huge deal to me. So, um, so you so just want to get media. you just want to get the general gist. The of general the, gist. Of, of, of yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I want oh. details, I, I do look into um, like a, I do a Google search. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have to rely on you with this this graphs, mm. right? I mean, this graph, this this study is like if if you oh. leave this up to me, I'll be like aliens, <laughs> NASA, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah, no. Uh, I think with me, it's like, you know how I read the four hour, four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, right? Yes. He states that you should avoid news at all costs and only consume news or daily events or worldly events through people who, uh, through people who actually, uh, you know, consumes this stuff. So you get just an inkling of it, not too yeah. much, just enough so that you the can talk about The problem is like where, who, who those people are. Well. Obviously, I consider my group of friends quite knowledgeable in terms of But that's very subjective, right? It is, but like- What if your group of friends are quite, you know, tinfoil hats, you know, a lot into that, but you don't really, you don't recognize that. This is why you should watch the Netflix documentary about flat earthers. (laughs) (laughs) So certainly, um, you know, look for- the true source of truth. Yeah. You know, don't, don't just, you know, take everything. So else, it's, so, it's just so hard like these days. I just don't, try not to consume that kind of stuff. Yeah. I only consume things that I'm uh, uh, like really interested about mm. that really would improve my quality of life as opposed to doom and gloom that you see across the uh, media in general. So yeah. The way, uh, sick RGB, man. Are you a gamer now? No, I've never, <laughs> never been a real gamer. But uh, I'm like, I'm liking these like tall light things that's happening around. Uh, Makes it look like, like you're glowing. Bit. I like it. Should should have one behind you too. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> next week. The studio's like bumping up and you know, leveling up. We we just need those um light light bars. Yeah, yeah. And we'll look like any other YouTube show. Yeah. So I recently started F45. Still yeah. in a trial period. I'm dying. Hmm. It's it's hard. Also you, expensive, <laughs> very expensive. Obviously, like it's not, you're not the target audience. You don't want to spend for it. Um, it's it's quite expensive. Like yeah. where Abby and I we're doing this this um this challenge, this forty five day challenge. We recently paid for it. It's like five hundred dollars per person. But what 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 did Tim Ferriss say? Uh, invest in your um, in yourself. Yeah, that's in your health. So I'm doing that. Like, that. I mean, yeah. once you put a, a monetary value in it, it's, it's kind of hard not to do it, right? 
Yeah, unless you're so lazy that it doesn't matter. You know, there's there's a lot of people who you know start at the gyms, but yeah. they never go. You know how um you know how how he talks about like outsourcing everything, Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss. It's kind of cool, like how I think about the F45, right? So you're legit outsourcing all your workout to someone else, or you have to do show <laughs> up and follow what they tell you to follow, mm-hmm. and you come out feeling pretty good about yourself, feeling good because you've just did a workout. Mm-hmm. I, I like that aspect. The other aspect is I don't like being told what to do, but hey, here we are. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, the way I see it is like there's YouTube workouts. Yeah, but like which if, is how how committed are you but but following a YouTube workout every single day? Yeah, so you're basically paying so then you are financially obligated to go somewhere and exactly and you're paying somebody to shout at you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, I, what are you doing? I don't know. Really no, like they don't actually shout at you. They're they're quite positive. They are quite positive. I do like, I do like. Hmm. So 45 days later, I will have some abs. And by the way, Ron and I are starting a um, no sugar month again. Uh, we did this- From early- one September? No, from, from next Monday. Okay. Let's do it from next Monday because that's when okay. my challenge starts. Yeah, let's do it. Next Monday would be the 17th? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Join us people. No sugar for 30 days. It's good 30 for days. And no don't sugar. cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. There's a lot of things that have sugar in it. Sauces. Does it? Well, beers have uh, sugar, isn't it? There's like 0.3 grams in here. Uh, I'm staying away from I'm staying away from beers. <laughs> well, wine. Wine's okay, right? I don't think there's... This is what over there. Have a look at the ingredients, man. Yeah, I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe no sweet wines. Yeah, I did. I did just order six moscatos. So I don't. I don't like moscato. It's very sweet. Anyway, the the the, the next um, little segment we have is uh, really looking at uh, a specific quote, which I which I saw and I thought uh, is quite uh, descriptive, and I feel like it relates to where we are. Okay, and What's that quote, quote is. Slow motion is better than no motion. I like that. Yeah. Slow motion is better than no motion. It's basically just telling you to start. To Little, start. Like just small or large, just start. And the other thing that I took from it is that um, even though you've, you start on something, but you don't see crazy progress, mm. you don't see the numbers, you don't see the, um, the fanfare, it doesn't mean it's nothing. Mm. And... Slow motion is better than no motion. And when you showed me this morning, that's um, the little, what do you call it, little screenshot yep. of our YouTube page. How good does it look? Videos. How good like, does it look? And you're saying, like, this, this, is, this is ours. Nobody can take that away from us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, we, we don't have the crazy views. No. But hey, we're much further than where we were yeah. six months ago. I'm still keen on like getting on other people on. Like, I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world. Like we spoke uh, previously. Yeah. Some of these people have millions and millions of followers. They've took, taken 10 years to reach a particular point of having these millions of followers. It didn't happen on year one. It probably didn't happen on year two. It probably no. happened on it, it, in year five, right? So you don't see the incremental uh, changes. What is it? I went to because a train. You, haven't, you don't hear about them yeah. until they get to the million. That's right. right? Yeah, that, exactly right. Uh, they're just grinding, and, uh, grind, grinding at it and just keeping things consistent. Now, uh, I went to Fujifilm 
mm. uh, for a training in regards to camera. Their philosophy, and I really do like this. Uh, when you think about cameras, what do you think in your head? Just give me a, give me a brand name. Um, Sony, Canon. Exactly. So the, all the major big brands, Nikon, Sony, Canon. You don't really hear about uh, Fujifilm a lot, right? Or Fuji. Now, their philosophy, and I, I quite like this, it's called, it's, it's called Kenzai. 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 Uh, we'll stick an article in the show notes as well. But Kenzai is the art of uh, perpetual improvement, hmm. right? It's not like about, for them, it's not about releasing like a major uh, update or major new product every single year. It's more about doing new things to improve the current product. Now, it's interesting because the people that actually buy from Fuji uh, know what they're going to get from Fuji. Hmm. They, you don't hear about them very much. Whereas like Canon fanboys, Nikon fanboys, Sony fanboys, they're all like raving around like with their cameras and whatnot. I'm, I'm a Sony fanboy, right guys, but hey, that's beside the point. <laughs> so yeah, so well, my, my point is like the, 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 the act of perpetual improvement is mm. outweighs everything, mm. right? And um, it's what you're seeing with us with like incremental changes. We just got these new stands, just easier for us to set up quicker we just started the youtube channel we're releasing every single week right so got yeah. new new lights in the back <laughs> that's uh, making me look like a gamer motion. now yeah slow motion is better than no motion exactly man. so i do like that slow motion is better than no motion yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like you know when um you're starting your f45 thing next yeah. week yeah in the first week you don't see crazy progress it doesn't mean that you're not making progress i'm dying right now literally it's oh. so hard like i mean you know how we do jits mm. you know how we do brazilian jiu-jitsu for those who don't know what jits is um you think like you have crazy cardio you think yeah you can like hang oh, on and i never on. do <laughs> i never do Bro, f45 is like next level kind of thing yeah it's good it's good it's good for training and whatnot it's just keeping things things consistent mm. uh in jiu-jitsu it's more like about explosiveness I guess it depends on your style. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that I want to talk about today is um, on the topic of risks. I think our audience knows my stance on risk. They know your stance on risk, but obviously they've, um, our stance have sort of evolved over time as well. Mm. But this is sort of a, an interesting little question that I wanted to ask. What does it mean to actually take quote unquote risks in the business world? Do these risks include maybe making yourself uh, a debt slave? So going so far into debt in order to take that risk, in order to build something? Or does it mean that you're going to take the risk of putting money into something and the business might fail and you have to start it all over again from scratch? So you put in all that time, all that effort, blood, sweat, and tears, only to start again. You know. so, so I think there's a, um, there certainly is a, a big difference in both approaches and there's a big difference in how you see um risk when you take it okay okay well i guess i guess my, my question to you in regards to this question um so just to recap the question is what does it mean to actually take risk in the business world um i want to take business world out, out of here okay. out of the, the whole equation here yeah. i just want to, i just want to see your stance on on actual risk what is your reaction when you see risk and what does risk look like to you hmm. right away when you see risk I, I'm, I'm like don't like it it's just straight away just don't like it i don't even yeah. you don't have to tell me what what it is how much yeah. risk what i'm risking sure. yeah. i don't like it <laughs> you know and obviously once you tell me then i can sort of weigh weigh it a little bit but right away don't yeah. like risk um 
it's like what Tim Ferriss says, and I quote him a lot in this this uh, episode because I think you I quote him often. I do, I do like yeah. the guy. I, yeah. I mean, like that's one of my favorite books. I've just recently given it away, given the book away again, and I just bought two extra copies. Anyone who's got an inkling of trying to get uh, get better in life, I'll give them this book straight away. Right. So he says, uh, "Risk. What is risk?" Um, I th- he 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 describes a the notion of fear setting. I think we discussed yes, this uh, in one of our other podcasts. I'm not sure if that's going to come out, but like his his idea is like really think how bad things can get. Hmm. Now, once you once you put it out there, you've written it down, you've taken it out of your mind, hmm. you analyze it, you're like, okay, cool. Now, if I do it, if it doesn't if it doesn't um, get to this scenario where it gets as bad as it's it's going to get, then you know that it's going to be okay. Hmm. Risk is not that bad. It's, it then becomes about managing the risk as opposed to thinking about jumping into the deep end straight away. Yeah. So I think for me, the concept of risk is scarier than the actual risk itself, yeah. usually. It's it's a muscle. I think it's a muscle, man. It's it's a it's a brain muscle here in this, in this respect, right? Like risk-taking. Yeah, risk-taking. Like it's like, for example, um, I think I'm going to take something that's more relatable to you. Interviews. Hmm job interviews because mm. you've, you've never done a business in your life so the, the the hardest thing like the most scariest thing to you is like hey can i go in front of this two panel of two three people and sell myself <laughs> that's a that's a big sort of personal risk for you right yeah so i i, I mean what's how's that uh, how does that make you feel do you still think that it's a risk um i think yeah in, it in is a way, because even though i I haven't got the job. Yeah. I feel like I'm risking getting that job. Right. You know, when, when I'm walking in there, mm-hmm. like in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is, this is um, a job that I want. If I do sh- shit, then I, I, I lost it. So that, that's always sort of on, in the back yeah. of my mind. And, you know, that's like, like you said, it's um, taking risk is a muscle. There's the example that I see is a, uh, you know, um, problem gamblers, they got no problem taking risk. They got no problem, you know, chucking in a, you know, thousand to a, the pokies. I don't know if they, it's a good example. No, no, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, they, they're not taking smart risks. They're not taking calculated risks, but they're taking risks and they're so comfortable with doing it that, you know, putting it's in. It's definitely scary to see someone like. Yeah. Gamble thousands of dollars straight away. I Whereas mean, I, I, I walk past like the pokies. Yeah. I don't even. I don't want to like put in a fiver. Mate, I went. Uh, the last time I gambled was in the uh, Crown Casino in uh, Melbourne, mm. and I, I think I played pre-COVID. 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 By the way, um, <laughs> this was a couple of years ago. I don't gamble. I just. I, it's not in my. It's it's not in my DNA yeah. to gamble. I just hate putting money into something that's sort of really uncertain. It's like ultimate uncertainty and you know you know what they say the house always wins right but point is putting 50 bucks one to 80 lost it all so from then on huh 280 you want 280 no i felt like i put in i think 50 dollars yeah then i i I think i doubled my money yeah it's 100 bucks or something like that and now i'm like oh (laughs) i keep paying (laughs) playing so i lost everything but Uh, from then on i was like i'm not touching this at all yeah (laughs) But yeah, uh, point is like, why is it so easy for them to do it? Why is this, this, this perception of risk to us, to them? It's just like, Hey, it's just uh, a Tuesday for them. 
in, in in the same way, that's why I you know wanted to ask you about um, taking the the business risk that you've taken. Uh, is it each time was it was it easy? Each time you've invested in say the markets, you've invested in the farm, you've invested in um, this this venture that you've got going on. Mm-hmm. Each time there's some sort of investment yep. into something that is sort of a little bit. Uh, quite a bit outside of your comfort zone, right? The farm is something you have no um, experience in. Um, markets, you didn't really have experience in, you, you know, you dabbled. And it just seems like you, 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 you've taken the risk and you've invested into it, but it just seems easy. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable being in, being in debt, like I said before. I have been in debt and I'm like, I've just recently got out of, out of it. So this whole thing is new to me. And like, like, you, like we said before, I think we, we, we talked about this when we talked to, uh, talked to um, uh, Eric Manalo in, in one of our previous episodes, right? He says that, what does it say? He says that it's going to be okay. It's mm. going to be all right or something like that. Mm. But point is you've done it so often. Like maybe the first time was like, oh shit, like my life is going to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, I'm, I'm going debt. I never, I can never get out of it sort of thing. And then you realize you, you go to sleep and you wake up the next day, everything's still here. You still got a family. You still mm-hmm. got, um, you still got a job. You can still pick up another job if you, if you want to. So really, if it's not a matter of life and death, like I know it's pretty extreme, but if it's not like a, a matter of life and death, then. I think it's it, things are going to be okay. What about livelihood? What's what's livelihood? So I mean, to, in your in your in your in your description here, I guess a, a roof over your head, food on the table. Okay, there's places where you can rent for two hundred bucks, two and two three hundred bucks, hmm. right? You you can make two hundred two three hundred dollars here in Australia, working one day a week. We have a pretty good welfare system that's paying out pretty good money for people right now, uh, having the coronavirus grant or something like that, yeah. right? Job seeker and whatnot. That pays about $600 every fortnight. Hmm. That's $300 every, every single week. Now you're going to tell me that you, you can't get a roof over your head just with that amount? <laughs> I don't know, man. So, so then, you know, the, the, the two risks that I, that I listed out here is um, the risk that you got to, that you build something mm. that fails and you go start over. Yeah. That risk, you're not, you're not really scared of at all. No, at I, all. I, I am not like, I, I, yes, I have invested quite a bit of money into things. Like my, my first venture, my first real venture, when I was doing the farm, I tried to branch off from my dad and do this flower, flower farm thing, mm. put a bit of money in it, mm. a couple of thousand bucks, never went anywhere. Yeah. But the company that I have, I've opened since then. It's still operating now. Yeah. But we've managed to pivot to different projects ever since. We still haven't found something that's clicking, but like the money is still coming in from these, all these different projects. Right. Yeah. So in, in, in a way for me, that, that, that risk is not massive, but it still scares me a lot that I, w- I would start something, put, you know, not, not crazy money in, but put money in, put effort in. And it fails, and I got to start again, mm. or it, it it goes down to zero. That already turns me off starting something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I think it's that scares most people. And, but but then what, what about the other risk? The the one that's um, you've got a great opportunity here, amazing opportunity. Um, but it's going to cost you hundred thousand dollars that you're going to have to sign away. What's the opportunity? It's an opportunity that you love. You like it. 
it's a hundred thousand bucks. Like I want to know. Hundreds of thousands. Well, if you want to tell me that something's great, like I need to know what's going on. Let's just say you've looked into it. Let's just say you've, um, it's something that you, you want to do. And, um, but you also know the risks. Okay. So this, this risk. And if it fails, you're in debt for for life. This investment that you're proposing right Mm -hmm. now is going to cost me a hundred thousand bucks. All right. Let's say it's going to put you in debt for full life, essentially. For life. For a very long time, say 30 years. That's, that's like a mortgage. Like you're, you're putting it to the extreme. Like yeah. I almost feel like you're looking for parameters to make as, as hard as possible. Well, no, no, but, but the question is like, that's for, for, for risk. That's, that's in a lot of, uh, in a lot of, um, uh, in a lot of scenarios, opening a business costs a lot of money. No. Wrong. Well, well I mean, if we're talking about, uh, let's say you're talking about opening a, a, a cafe. Sure. Opening cafe, uh, running some sort of brick and mortar store that you got to you know do up. That's that costs a lot of money, right? If we're starting, if we're talking about starting any sort of business, okay, it can be cheap. But we're talking about something that requires a location, a brick and mortar place, and okay. now a lot of money. The thing is, like, if you've already thought about like opening a cafe, you've already got some experience in it. Okay, no, let's yeah. take it. Let's take it back to um, to to Daniel Kajali's episode. Yeah. Um, Benson Cafe, right? He didn't start just like that. No, he took like ten years. Remember, yeah. that's why he said he, it's just an inkling of a thought that he had. It's an intent. Now he's got a background in F and B. He's got people around him that have also done cafes and whatnot. Yeah. So he's also got investors that are willing to put into it. Right? You don't just come across those people. No, at all. You have to come across those people because you have some 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 of the same interest as as them. Yeah. Right? That's the only way you're going to be able to get into that world. So mm-hmm. you can't just open a cafe. You can't just be like, hey, from one day working to nine to five, like this is all I've known. And hey, I just want to jump ship and open a cafe. No, it doesn't work like that. Now for you, for example, like you worked in the, in the financial sector for quite a while, right? You're more likely to become an, a, a, a financial consultant than, than opening a cafe, don't you think? Sure. Yeah. Right. So you got the connection, you know people. Yeah. So again, like it's not about, oh, there's an opportunity for 400,000 bucks. It's more like, okay, you have the intent to open the, the, the business up first. Yeah. And then the opportunity will come up and then you, you, you see, you will see the value that you're going to get from this business venture, sure. which would justify putting the hundred thousand dollars out. You can justify it, but then you're still taking the risk. Of course. But you, like you have, you knowing the, the industry mitigates that risk already. Some of it. Some, but like How, you're but never, you're never, you're never gonna, you're, yeah, what's that? It's pretty high. It's like what, 90, 80%, 90%. So then the, the question really is. Um, I'm, cur- I'm curious as to see the sample size of that and also like how they, they came across that, uh, um, that, you know. Yeah. I, and like, are they solely looking for businesses that fails? So that, that brings me like, you know, how, so I guess, I guess they're looking at what's, what's and, a, also, also, yeah. also what's a successful business and what's a business that's failed. Is well, it a business that ran out of money? Is there a business that's not meeting its target, but still. I think the easiest way to find those stats is really just to look at how many businesses are registered to open mm-hmm. and how many stop running or declare bankruptcy. Because they can't run anymore. I'm 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 curious to see that. Yeah. Like I mean, I can't answer that question. I'm yeah. just I'm just I mean, I, I'm just reloading my own experiences here. But then you know, when when we talk about starting businesses, we're talking about um, businesses where you got to invest, 
that's 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 what I'm talking about here. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about businesses where you don't have to invest crazy money, then you know that's that's not really a huge risk, is it? Yeah. Like let's say we're starting a, a website to sell, sell shirts. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the overhead on that? Some shirts, some design, some website hosting. Ask Mr. Koya. <laughs> Ask Mr. Koya. Yeah. Episode 19, 15. I don't know. It's, I there, it's there somewhere. Is there, is there somewhere? We, we've got like what, 34 episodes out already. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the, the, the funny thing that you mentioned, we're dropping names on this episode is, is because we've got experience in, in talking to all these people as well, you know? Yeah. So we can't, we sort of understand what's going on. Now, opening a t shirt business, like, well, you're going to dismiss that it's not a business. No, no, I'm, I'm saying it is a business, but the startup is very, very low. Sure. Whereas we're, we're talking about opportunities here because the, the question here specifically is that this is a risk where you could be in debt for a long time. What's is the, that, reward? The, you, reward you, is that, the reward is that you could make millions of dollars a, a very successful business, whatever success means to you. You could or you're, 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 you have a high percentage of making that money. I, I, but, you know, when we talk about business, if it's a high percentage, it's a no-brainer. Sure. Right. But how, how many businesses are no-brainers? But like, why would you invest into something that you know has, has no return? No, no, so, so obviously, obviously you know the potential return, but, you, there's, but potential return is different to likelihood of return. Okay. So potential is like how much you can make. The, the likelihood is, can you actually make it? Huh. So if something can make you millions of dollars, but you gotta invest 100, 100 grand, that's the risk that you, you're going to take. You could be in debt yeah. for a very long time sure. or you can make a million dollars, millions of dollars. Uh, but like then if, you, if you're scared of that, that amount of risk, uh, to, to, then obviously it's easier to, for you to go for to, to It's easier for you to open or invest into a small business. So then, yeah. So um, obviously, you, you, you know, we're, we're not talking about an actual, um, we're not talking about an actual um, opportunity for you. But if opportunity did come your way, where you have to put away a hundred thousand dollars, that's obviously a pretty major decision. And I think for me, right away, I don't really care what the opportunity is. No, I'm like hundred grand. I'm like, nah. that's a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit too much for a little, little bit too rich for me. Yeah. Look, I, I, honestly, if if the if it's something that aligns with me, I've yep. also done my research and I've done and know what the industry looks like. A hundred grand won't be anything for me. Right. Like, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about 100 grand to make 20 grand. No, no, of course not. Like, if I'm going to put 100 grand into it, I want to see a 50% return at least on top of that, right? I want to see 50K in the span of like a year or two, Mm. right? So, you know, make my money work for me. Mm. But yeah, like I think I think the question is quite broad. Like where where you're looking at, like the way you look at risk and how how to invest in business is quite broad. Like I think you need to define a a, a sort of starting point. Okay. All right. So that starting point, like I mentioned before, is like, what do you know about this industry? What do you know about this business? Who are you investing in? Yeah, I mean this right. this question I think is intentionally broad. It's yeah. intentionally vague. It's it's, it's easy, just it's, it's just easy more to have your, a discussion about it. It's right? more just your mindset yeah. on how you view risk. Yeah. Um, look, in the grand scheme of things, compared to say, for example, my 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 dad and my brother, I am quite risk averse compared mm. to them. Right. Now, my my brother says something pretty interesting. Like, once you're a business owner, it's no longer about like whether you can make like millions of dollars in like one in in like a, a year mm. sort of thing. Mm. It's like more of a Look for little things to change to get higher value on your business. 
There's little things you can tweak in the business. Little things you can pivot. It, it becomes like that. You know, and I'm sure part of uh, his interest in running his own business is that he has full control of those little yes. little yeah. things. Yeah, and you know, he can do something doesn't work. Let's go do something else. You know what, what feeling I hate? What when I work for someone, I hate worrying about fucking things up for them. <laughs> I hate that. I really do. It, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. It makes me feel unconfident about myself. It really does. So, for example, here when we're doing the Escape Road podcast, it's not. It's not like I'm working for you. Like I still have the inkling of I don't want to fuck things up for Ron. Like well, for his, us. his, his, or for us. But like, but I think about you here because you're a partner in this, this, uh, this venture that we're doing, right? It could lead somewhere. It could not. We're investing our time in it. Like time is money. I, yeah. I'm putting like, uh, I'm putting like an hour here. Like, sorry, we, I'm here for at least two, three hours every single week. And then I go home and I, I work on the podcast. That takes me another four hours, four, five hours to work mm. on the podcast. That's like almost half a day already working mm. on the podcast. So if you're not, if you tell me that I'm not investing in it, then no, you're wrong. Mm. But anyways, point is there is that feeling of, I'm scared of fucking things up because I have someone that I need to think about when I do things. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of worst when I'm working for somebody because they have direct authority over me. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it. I hate it. I hate I it think, so much. I think people who, who work the nine to five and, yeah. and are used to working under people, they're sort of, yeah. I wouldn't say they are comfortable with it, but it's just, it's just part of the part yeah. of the job, right? It's so weird. Like when you, uh, funny that you mentioned that. It's so weird to me when I hear, uh, oh, working from home, I need to see people. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, what do you know about? Yeah. You have complete freedom. You have complete control of your, your, over your life in this, this, this day of yours. It's the best. It should be the best thing ever. I so, think, I think, yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably another, another episode, yeah. but, um, but anyways, like that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. Let's, uh, let's call it. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> done with the rant. It was really good. Uh, hey guys, uh, you've been listening to the Escape Rope Podcast. My name is Fung. This is Ron. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, uh, the Escape Rope Podcast. Now, if you guys want to hit us up, check out, check out Facebook out, check out YouTube, by the way. Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell button, and also leave a comment. I want to see a comment. What are you pointing at? Uh, is, is a button there? Well, look at, look at the screen. Oh. <laughs> is it in the middle or like it's it's here oh is it wherever you want to put it yeah like oh, right okay. here right here oh, it's always up here did you see that the one the last one like where where i put the guy in the middle like when you were like this yeah, yeah i saw that, oh, <laughs> that was, there that. we go that was good anyways guys uh you have anything else to, to yeah so uh support the easiest way to support us is uh just leaving likes leaving comments uh views um it doesn't really cost you anything just a little bit of your time um but if you do want to you know, help us financially. There's always Patreon. There's yeah. nothing there yet, but we'll figure that out. We'll soon. have some perpetual, perpetual improvement, right? Perpetual motion. Uh, it was a slow motion is better than no motion. So <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We are slowly getting to whatever that content is. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening guys and joining us for this weekly episode of ours. Peace. See ya.